Hi everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of Campfire Adventures. It's your host, Dylan, back with another exciting story. And just as a customary beginning to all the listeners, I'd like to give everyone out there in podcast land a big thank you. We're now in New Hampshire, which crazy thing is, we're only about 20 minutes from where the campsite was in Vermont. And right now we're spending some time in St. Gaudens National Historic Park. And specifically, there's a babbling brook right on the property, so we're hanging out there right now. And so if you hear anything like that, then that's the noise. And sorry if this makes you have to go to the bathroom, but I just thought it'd be nice to have some noise in the background again. Um, for those of you who don't know who Augustus St. Gaudens is, he's a famous sculpture from back in the day. And can I just say, this place is beyond magnificent. It's hard to compare it to anything I've seen. The estate is huge. His workspace is so beautiful. The work that he's done, magnificent. He's made bronze sculptures of Abraham Lincoln. He's worked with Teddy Roosevelt to help make coins, like the sculptures that are on coins that we use for money. Yeah, he helped do that. And so I'll explain a little bit more about the visit later, but I have a pretty interesting story that has some heartache, some fear, and it might just leave you being like, what? But I'll have to tell you the story first to see if that's how you really feel. So it's time to grab a drink. We're in a national park, and it's time to get into today's episode. get into it how do y'all feel about witchcraft i'm not gonna lie sometimes i feel like if i had magic my whole life would be so much easier like oh i want a nice cold coke and then some flaming hot cheetos yeah all right snap my fingers boom right in my hand or you know like oh i'm so tired you know i could use a vacation i just teleport myself to some tropical island and you know have the best time of my life Okay, well, honestly, it'd probably be more like, oh, the remote's like across the room. Let me get that real quick and have it over here so I can change the channel. So, yeah, either way, it would make my life so much easier. And if you're like me and you think it'd be nice to have magic, well, maybe you'd reconsider that after I tell you the story about Eunice Goody Cole. Eunice and her husband were an elderly couple that resided in Hampton, New Hampshire during the mid-1600s. They owned a desirable plot of land near the salt marshes, and even though they were poor, they were happy together. Well, for some reason, rumors started to swirl in the area that Eunice had a connection to the supernatural. Children claimed that they had seen her transform into a dog or a cat, and then neighbors started to say that their calves were going missing. So one had said that one of their calves had made its way into Eunice's farm, and once it went there and came back, it had died of a mysterious disease. And then... Another two calves that they had went into the farm and then never came back. So people were saying like, oh, you know what? She's probably killing them. She probably poisoned the first one. And now she's abducted the other two for some type of sorcery. Well, apparently everyone in the town thought something was suspicious about Eunice. And in 1656, she was convicted guilty of being a witch and was sent to Boston, Massachusetts, where she would serve a life sentence in jail. Now, I'm not sure how all of you feel about this, but I know 
that I'm like, wait, kids are saying that they saw her transform and then a couple calves go missing and now she's in jail for the rest of her life? I mean, come on. Did anyone even try to defend her? Was there anyone in the court that just, you know, decided, well, let's get into this a little bit more. Let's see if, you know, things progress over time. And then maybe at the end of it, if we can truly 100% prove that she's a witch, then, you know, we'll throw her in jail. And even if she was a witch, then what is jail going to do anyway? Because if she wanted to, she can just prove herself out. But let's keep going and then you'll figure it out. So after a few years in jail, Eunice heard that her husband was ill and in need of help of keeping up the land and ultimately just to be taken care of because it was only him on the land doing everything that he had once done with him and his wife. So Eunice goes to the judge and is like, look, my husband needs me. There's no one else who can help him. Please release me so that way I can take care of him and, you know, make sure our land's okay. And they said, hmm, okay, how about you pay all the fines that you've racked up since you've been in jail and that are against you and then we'll consider it. Well, remember this couple was broke and she's been in jail for the last few years. So how in the world would she be able to even pay her own bail? I mean, like, come on, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it wasn't long after that that Eunice was told that her husband had died alone in their home. And because Eunice was in jail, the land was up for grabs. So the town Hampton in New Hampshire had taken over the land and kept it for themselves. Well, since they did this, the jail in Boston decided that they were going to go to the town of Hampton and say like, hey, well, since you own her land now, it's your responsibility to pay for Eunice and all the bills she's racking up here in jail. And so the town was like, hmm, is this worth it? So they sold the land that once belonged to Eunice and her husband, used the money to pay off Eunice's incarceration debts. And with all this happening, Eunice must have thought like, okay, this is the right time to petition once again to get out of jail. So in 1665, she once again appealed her court's sentence and the court didn't want to let her free for about another five years. But eventually in 1670, Eunice Cole was free from her charges and returned to Hampton, New Hampshire. Now, we already know that the town sold her land, so basically they just gave her a shack, and, you know, because she was about 80 at the time that she was finally released, they didn't expect her to be able to work for a livable wage, so they asked the surrounding families in the area, like, hey, would you mind looking after this lady and helping provide some of the essentials that she might need to live, you know, day to day? Her days are pretty much numbered, so it's not going to last that long. And then everyone was like, okay, yeah, you know, she's dying old lady, then, you know, we'll bring her firewood, we'll give her water, we'll give her food, and week on week, the townspeople kept checking on her and then they begin to grow tired because they're like, why are we taking care of this lady? You know, like, especially after she was convicted of being a witch. It's not our responsibility. Why is that our responsibility? So you know what they did? They basically were like, well, we'll just tell the courts that she's still a witch. That way she can just go back to jail. So they do. And this time the court mulls it over and it took a few years of deliberation, but they were like, okay, you know what? I don't think she's a witch, but I do know she has a connection to the supernatural. So she's suspicious. And then they didn't actually convict her of being a witch and throw her in jail. So now she's been Hampton once again. And this poor lady doesn't get any help from anybody. No one in the area wants to give her food or firewood or anything. So she's scrounging around for any type of food or substance that that way she can sustain her life. Because in her old age, it's not like she can go out there and work and do all this stuff. And this happened for years. That is until no one saw her for a few weeks. Weeks go by. No one still sees her. So finally someone goes to check and you know what? They found poor Eunice laying in her shack, dead. It's just horrible, like a horrible way to live out the rest of your life, all alone, no one taking care of you, everyone claiming you're a witch. First of all, they threw you in jail, then you lose your husband, then you lose your land, then you're treated like 
less than a second-class citizen. So the whole story is pretty messed up, but let me tell you, it's about to get even more messed up. So they find her, and I think everyone in the town is like, well, it's about time. But to make sure she won't haunt them or hurt them beyond the grave because, you know, they were all convinced she was a witch or a Wiccan or connected to some type of sorcery, they decided that they would drive a stake through her heart. Some people said that when they did that, they missed because then they buried her. And no one knows where her grave is now. But the crazy story about this woman being accused of a witch is that after she passed on, people claimed to have seen her and that she's still hanging around Hampton, New Hampshire. There was an instance where a boat in Hampton capsized and everyone on the boat had died, even though it was like possible for everyone to get off and get to shore and make it, you know, but everyone was like, well, that happened because Eunice was mad because she's in Hampton and she's trying to get her revenge. Then there was a time in the 1930s when a soldier was driving around and he noticed that this old woman was walking in the streets all by herself. So he slowed down, checked on her, and he's like, hey, you know, just so you know, the streets aren't a safe place for someone like you. You know, try to get home as fast as you can. And I guess the person or the old woman said something to the effect of, oh, I've traveled these streets for hundreds of years. And so the man's like, okay, you know, drove off. And then he was like, wait a second, what would you say? Hundreds of years. So he doubled back around trying to see if he can see who she was and see what she said, and she was gone. Many people say that the ghost of Eunice Goody Cole is just walking the streets in Hampton and wants to talk to whoever will give her the time of day. This one couple said they brought her into their home and talked to her for hours, and when she left, she didn't open the door. She just went right through it. And then, fun fact, I mean, I don't know if it's fun, but a fact is that Eunice Goody Cole was the only woman ever convicted of being a witch in New Hampshire. And I could see why. It didn't seem like there was any rhyme or reason as to why people would even believe and convict her of being a witch. It just didn't make sense. At least not to me. Not with what I read. And then to be so tired of her that you try to resort to throwing her back in jail. Like, this is horrible. Crazy that these people would do this. But then again, it's the 1600s and I'm living, you know, not in the 1600s. So who am I to judge what happened? It's just, it seems so unfair now that that had happened to her. So if she was a witch, I think I'd need some more proof. But if she wasn't, then I feel so bad for all the pain and suffering that she endured, even if she was. I mean, if she wasn't killing people or hurting them, then, I mean, why did she deserve to be tortured? It's believed her spirit still is in Hampton, New Hampshire, to this day. Some say that she's able to take the form of a young, beautiful woman whose interest is just joining you for a pizza and a beer and just to talk to you. Well, if I make my way out to where she is, then I'm having pizza and a beer with some beautiful young lady, then the first thing I'm going to ask is, what do you think about the colonial ages? <laughs> and then just see, like, where she goes from there. Because if she starts talking about something about living in the shack, then I'll be like, oh, Eunice, sorry, I gotta go. But that's the story I have for you in New Hampshire, right next to this babbling brook that was babbling the whole time we were recording. But I hope you enjoyed it. This place, the... St. Gaudens National Park is beautiful. They have so many sculptures. The house that this man and his wife and his friends that used to come frequently visit him, like, it's out of this world amazing. So if you can ever make your way to New Hampshire, you should totally come here and just visit it. I mean, I'll have all the pictures for you on Instagram and Facebook at Campfire Adventures Podcasts. And then we have all the behind the scenes on our website at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com. But, I mean... It's just breathtaking. So I'm so glad that I get to record the stories here. 
um, or wherever, like camping or hotel, whatever it is, and that you guys get to enjoy them. And I hope that you enjoyed today's because it was really fun to film it here. Although I did see a worm, I'm not gonna lie, and it freaked me the hell out. So I was about to leave and be like, you know, forget it, we'll just do it in a hotel. <laughs> but that's okay. I was brave for you guys, and I guess kind of myself too. But anyway, well, I hope you're all doing good, and I hope you have a good one. But every noise that you heard is because we're in fact outdoors once again, next to a babbling brook, and whether you listen to this during the day or the evening, I hope you have a good day or a good evening. But thanks for listening. Bye.